I've kind of titled this Open Your Eyes. I was going to call it kind of uh, Wake Up to Righteousness, but I, I like, I like the, 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 I guess the visual that I get when open your eyes, like see something that you haven't seen, just open your eyes. And, uh, and we're going to start, well, before we start, how many of you guys in here are righteous? Okay. Just kind of curious. <laughs> uh, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians. I'll get back to that in a minute. We're going to start in 1 Corinthians 15.34. Um, in verse 34 it says, Awake to righteousness. I love that. And I like saying, open your eyes. So when you wake up, you open your eyes. Open your eyes to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your, sh- I speak this to your shame. Now listen to the wording here. What comes first? We wake up to righteousness, and then we do not sin. We've kind of flipped that over the years. Don't sin so that you can be righteous, which puts that on us. Like we're God, and like we could, we could really become righteous on our own. But what he's saying is awaking to whose righteousness? Jesus' righteousness. Open your eyes to his righteousness. And do not sin for some, for some to have, not have the knowledge of who? Of, of our own knowledge? No, the knowledge of God. It says, I speak this to your shame. And verse 42 says, we're going to skip down to verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. And he's talking um, the difference between spirit and flesh. We've talked about this over the last few weeks. Open our eyes to the spiritual realm. Um, it's easy for us to walk and move and work. And, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself on this, man. I was having a hard time going through it because it's, we so quickly can fall back into those ruts of daily living and life and the things that we see. And we forget about the spiritual realm that we have access to that's at hand that the Bible says is at hand. It's right here in front of us. So also is the resurrection of the dead, verse 42. The body is sown in corruption and is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor and is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a what? Spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living, a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving what? Spirit. This is important because the same way we've tried to put everything off until death, that we get all this stuff at death when we go to heaven, when, when Jesus constantly said the kingdom of heaven is at hand, it's right here. I came and I brought my kingdom with me. Now, we, we, we will reach a fullness when we get there, but when Jesus came, he brought his righteousness with him. He brought his kingdom with him. And he says, I become a life-giving spirit. We've talked about Zoe life, real life, and that's the quality of life, not the quantity. So when you're born again, that's eternal life. Eternal life isn't just when you die and you go. Eternal life starts the moment that you're born again. That's eternal life. And it's the Zoe. It's God-breathed life. I like the message version says, uh, steep your life in God reality. It talks about his reality and his life. His life, he breathed life into us, not just existence. And I love this. I'm getting off topic a little bit, not really. But I love that, well, I'm a little frustrated that I took for granted all the times that I read through Scripture and it was talking about life and death. And I thought they were all about physical life and death. And they weren't. Most of them were not. It was about a spiritual death that we all died and a spiritual life that we were raised. And a byproduct of that was a lot of people just came to life <laughs> because that was their spirit. Man, it's really good. Anyway, verse 46 <laughs> says, uh, However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual is talking about Adam and then Jesus. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from where? Heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, listen to this, this is powerful, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. 
If you, if you are one with Christ, if you've been born again, you've been made righteous, you bear the image of Christ. This is important that we get it because if we're not confident in this, you're not going to want to share something you're not confident in. If we go out and do ministry, we're talking about ground-level ministry, I, we don't need people that are intimidated. <laughs> That's not very powerful ministry. We need to open our eyes to righteousness, steep our lives in God reality. Jump over to 1 John 3, 7. It says a little... I'm sorry, I'll give you a chance to go there. I'm jumping. I've, I've got it all printed out, so I'm quick. 1 John 3, 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteous is righteous, just as he, capital H, is righteous. Now, legalists would say, if you practice righteousness, you're righteous. But all this is saying is, righteousness will be produced from you because you are righteous in who? It says he, just as he is righteous. Verse 8, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. Capital H there. His seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. This is important that we understand this. It's not that you can never make a mistake, that you can never sin again. This is being in a place. It's like being in a prison of sin and then being in a prison of righteousness. Once you go from one to the other, you don't go back and forth. You don't ride a fence there. Can, and and we've been through this several times before, can a a born-again Christian sin? Yes, you can make a decision and sin. But the the thing that's happening there is that's, that's not changing who you are. It's just changing what you do. And so when you do something that's unrighteous, that's not who you are. It's just something that you do. So the truth about you, here's, here's the key. And, and I deal with this with my kids. Even yesterday, they were playing a game, and one of them said, uh, I'm not really good at this game, so I get to play it twice to her one time. They go back and forth. We share a lot because we don't have a lot of money to buy a lot of games. We buy one, and they share them. So, so we teach sharing. We'll use that excuse. So she was like, well, no. I say, because I'm not good at this game, I get to play it twice, she gets to play it once, I get to play it twice. Like, no, you don't make the rules. <laughs> I make the rules, you play once, you play once, just get better at the game. Mean dad. <laughs> but you don't change the rules, but we'd like to change the rules as we go along. So listen, the truth about you, we don't get to determine the truth, right? We've already talked about this as well. We discover truth. If we determine truth, then we're God. So when God, God says the truth about you and says, you're righteous, you don't sin, this is who you are, this is the, the root of who you are, now produce the fruit from, from what you've been made. Now, you go outside of that, you, you don't reap the benefits of that. So yes, there are surfacey things that you're going to suffer, and you're not going to reap the benefits of this great life that Christ has given you. But it doesn't change who you are. It just takes away the benefits of the life that he's given you. It's, it's really dumb, to be honest. But we do it. Sometimes we get tricked. Why? Because the devil's a deceiver. And he mimics the things that God has and pretends that they're really good for you. Matthew 12, 33 says, Make the tree good and its fruit will be good. This is, this is important that we get this. Because if you don't think that you're good, you're not going to think that you naturally do good things. You're going to be trying really hard to do good things because you think that you're not good. I had you all raise your hand. I wasn't expecting that many people to say it. But most of you said you're righteous and that's good. Because through Christ we are righteous currently. This is important that we know this because if you're trying to gain something that you already have, you're spinning your wheels and you're becoming more self-referential and you're not benefiting anyone. Matter of fact, you're crippling yourself because you're thinking about, am I good enough? Did I do this? Did I do this right? Did I do this wrong? How is that helping anyone around you? It's not. 
Roman, and I'm, I've got a lot of scriptures here, so Romans 6.22 says, But now, having been set free from sin and having become servants of God, you, you have your fruit to holiness and the end, everlasting life. Now, this is where we come to holiness. Holiness is, again, fruit. It's not the root. You don't create holiness. Holiness comes from you because that's who you are and that's who God says you are. And you can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. You have to have the Holy Spirit to be holy, right? We can't be holy on our own. So we carry this Holy Spirit with us, this comforter, this helper. So we renew our minds with the truth that's in our hearts. We talked about this back when I was going through all the anatomy stuff. We always, I always thought that the mind was separate from the heart. The heart is all the emotions. The mind is the logic. When scripture and even biologically, we have our, your heart almost has its own brain. It can function without the brain. It can pump blood and it can continue keeping you alive. It's got its own like little electrical system that makes it go. Um, and in the same way, Jesus comes into our heart, into our spirit, and he renews our mind this way. So we're not scared. We don't go, be careful, little eyes, what you see and hear. No. How are you going to minister to people like this? We have the truth in us, and so it comes out of us. So it's a renewing of our mind. What we do is, that's the whole metanoia, the repentance thing. It's not just feeling bad about sin. It's saying, I need to change the way I see everything. This Holy Spirit that's in me, this truth that God has given me, changes the way that I think. See the difference? I don't, convince, I don't have to convince you that you're righteous so that it gets down in your heart. I tell you the truth of what God is telling me, and it resonates in your spirit, and then you remind yourself of it. See, the, see the, it's the opposite way. You get it? Not this way. It's that way, which goes along with everything Jesus said about being outward focused and out living, living out. So holiness is the fruit, not the root. We forget that we've been made righteous in Christ. That's why there's so many scriptures that talk about renewing our minds. The enemy seeks to steal, right? Steal, kill, and destroy. He steals. He cannot steal the truth, but he can rob you of experiencing the benefits of what's true inside of you. He can rob you of the benefits because you can step out of the truth. He can't take the truth away from you, but you can, you can believe a lie long enough to, to not reap the benefits of what God has for you. So we align our mind with what's going on with the Spirit. So when you're born again, it's quick. It happens fast. How many of you were, like, miserable when you were born again? <laughs> were you angry? You think, man, this is terrible. No, we were happy. It was a good thing. We were born again, and we, we were, that was the beginning. We began to align our minds with what was going on in our hearts. How many of you can't fully explain what happened to you? Like, I know that it happened. It was real, but I, can't, I almost can't put it in words how good it was. Like, it's just so good um, what happened to me. And in the same way, we spend the rest of our lives kind of discovering that, renewing our minds of what happened in our spirit, in our heart. It happened in our heart. And so we align our minds with what's going on in the spirit. So there's a spiritual realm that's, that's right there with us, and we just remind ourselves of what's going on. I've got, I want to try to do this. I don't know if it's going to work out. Let me get a couple volunteers. Robert and Gabe. You guys, come up here. Come on, Robert. I'm going to try something here. Roberto Perez. Oh, wrong Robert. Hey, Robert. But you, I'm not going to embarrass you. You're too new. Robert, I want to embarrass Roberto. I'll embarrass you later. Stick around. I know. <laughs> All right, y'all come up here. Y'all come up here. I just thought of this this morning, so it may not work out, so forgive me if it doesn't. All right, uh, Gabe, you stand here. Robert, you stand over there. So imagine, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe's so, Gabe, he's so awesome. He's tall, yeah? Sorry. No, don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tall. So Gabe is Gabe, and he's, he's walking by the Spirit, and then the enemy is deceiving him, so he's leading him somewhere else. So let's just say Gabe's looking over there at those chairs or something. Um, now, <laughs> just look at the chairs. And <laughs> Roberto is going to represent the helper, the Holy Spirit, right? 
Because Gabe is a Christian. He has the Holy Spirit that lives inside him. He's got what? The helper, right? He has Jesus Christ, the, the, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in him. And he's a living, breathing person. He's not an idea, right? He's real, okay? So Roberto's real, right? Does everybody agree? Roberto's a real person, okay? So he's going to represent the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, Gabe is awesome, and he would never be distracted. Let's just say he's distracted by something in the world. The devil said, oh, this is awesome. This is better for you. Um, this is going to be fun. Um, and, and then Robert's going to be over here, and, and, and Rob, I'm going to speak for you guys, so just move your mouth when I speak, okay? So just, no, 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 there you go. Okay, so, so Robert's, <laughs> you, I told you, Robert's good at this. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he is not. This is the first time. So, Robert, the Holy Spirit, he's, okay, Gabe's focused on this. The Holy Spirit's going to be like, hey, okay, move your mouth. Hey, Gabe, hey, Gabe, hey, <laughs> hey, you remember, you remember the last time you did something like that? You remember that? That didn't work out so well. Remember? You remember that, Gabe? <laughs> I'm waiting to see what Gabe does. You remember that, Gabe? Okay, no, you're good, you're good, you're good. So then Gabe, so then Gabe, so then Gabe's like, yeah, but it looks really good. I really want to do that. It's going to be awesome. And the Holy Spirit's like, I mean, you can. I mean, because you're free. But guess what? All things, all things are permissible, but not all are beneficial. You may not reap really good benefits from that. Please, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help you here because I'm the helper. <laughs> I can hear, I can hear his mouth moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm your helper. I care. L- listen, we'll, we'll even get closer. Come here, Gabe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm for you. I want you to be happy. I created joy. I know that you want to do this stuff. That's cool. But I'm telling you, it's not going to benefit you. Why don't you move your mouth? I'm telling you, it's not going to benefit you. I want, I want the best for you. I want the best for you. Now, listen, back up here, over here. Now, look at the difference. What if he just said, hey, that's bad. Don't do it, stupid. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't run away. But what if he was just telling him, look, don't do that. Do this. You see the difference? The Holy Spirit comes close and says, look, <laughs> I know, I know what's going on. I know that you're dealing with these things, but you are righteous. You are good. That's not going to benefit you. Now, in the same way, it's not going to benefit anybody else. In the same way, I've given you the Spirit so that you can share it. I'm sorry. He, Roberto has. He's given you the Spirit so that you can share it so that it can benefit other people, and it's not about everything that's going on with you right now. Does that make sense? Now, at the same time, now, this is, this is something, there's another dimension here. I don't have anything to throw. Pretend like you're throwing stuff at him. Look that way. He's distracted by something. Keep throwing stuff at him. He's distracted by something. These are blessings. Blessings. Keep looking that way. Blessings. Blessings. And so then, oh, you're just blessings now. I'll be the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit says, hey, don't move your mouth. Keep throwing blessings. Keep throwing blessings. So I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm like, look. Stop it. Look over here. Blessings. Now listen, right? Listen, none of these blessings don't stop. This truth is reality, right? He just doesn't see it, right? Does that make sense? This, this is the truth. <laughs> Roberto is the truth. You can quote me on that. And so the blessings never stop because in Christ we're blessed in all things. Keep throwing white. I said they never stop. <laughs> and so he's constantly blessed, always blessed, always blessed. All we do is we align our minds. They're always there. The blessings are there in our spirit. We just align our minds with what's going on and what's going on in the spirit, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay. You can... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do that because sometimes it's hard. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to see invisible things. Yeah, it's really hard to see them sometimes. But things in the spirit we don't see. We don't physically see. So we can be convinced that the things that we see are the reality, and they're not. Have you seen The Matrix? 
I love the Matrix. I know I talk about it a lot, but the original one, the only good one. The, <laughs> the Matrix, I love the Matrix because there was, there was that dimension and there were all these, these neat, great, great um, analogies that really, you could really tie to some really good scriptures. One of them, uh, the guy was like, uh, ignorance is bliss. He wanted to be plugged back into the machine because he didn't want to see the reality that was going on. He was like, just, I don't want to eat this mush. I want to eat some fake steak. But how many of you guys, when you got saved, it was that, it was that, um, that longing for something, like I know there's something more. I know there's something more. There's, there's got to be more to life than what I see. There's got to be more to life than the stuff that I thought was going to fulfill my life. There's got to be more to life than the cars or the houses or the money or the, the, the adoration of people. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. And there is. We talked about it the other night or the other afternoon, and, and Bill was saying that there's, we're all born with a God-shaped hole, and we try to shove everything in it, and nothing fits except for him. And the thing about that is we... we uh, when it does fit, it's so comfortable. There's a cool, there's a cool quote that I found this morning. Uh, this is Oswald Chambers says this. It says, ask the Lord to put awareness. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I just I love this. Ask the Lord to put awareness of himself in you, and your self-awareness will disappear. Then he, then he will be your all in all. Beware of allowing your self-awareness to continue, because slowly... But surely it will awaken self-pity and self-pity is satanic. Ask the Lord to give you Christ awareness and he will steady you until your completeness in him is absolute. Remember, we've talked about this. He will complete the good work that he began in you. He knows your end from your beginning. A complete life is the life of a child. Listen to this. When I am fully conscious of my awareness of Christ, there is something wrong. It is the sick person who really knows what health is. A child of God is not aware of the will of God because he is the will of God. When we, have, when we have deviated even slightly from the will of God, we begin to ask, Lord, what is your will? A child of God never prays to be made aware of the fact that, that God answers prayer because he is so restfully certain that God always answers prayer. If we try to overcome self-awareness through any of our own common sense methods, we will only serve to strengthen our self-awareness tremendously. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. That is, Christ-awareness will take the place of self-awareness. Wherever Jesus comes, he establishes rest, the rest of the completion of activity in our lives that is never aware of itself. Listen, how many of you guys think that Heidi Baker is ever, like, not happy? <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen some of, some of her, her videos and stuff? She seems like the happiest person in the universe, right? How do you think she's, like, frustrated when she doesn't get, like, the next iPhone? I don't mean to tackle your idols or anything, but how, how many... <laughs> Mine literally caught on fire yesterday. So <laughs> I'll talk about that later. But the, uh, the fact of the matter is that, that God-shaped hole, when he fits in there, we can rest in it. And, and some of us go through some really tough times. And I don't, I don't mean to cheapen those because I've been through some bad times and I've had some people be really mean, be really mean to me. I've had, I've had some people that hurt me deeply, and I'm sure you have too. I don't, I don't doubt that and I don't cheapen it. But I'm telling you, he has rest for you, even in the midst of it, because we all want answers, right? We all want to know why. Why, 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 why? Even if he had the perfect explanation, it wouldn't make us hurt any less. What we really want is a loving God that can meet us, just like Roberto was close to Gabe, that can meet us right where we are and go, hey, I'm here. And guess what? That's exactly what he did. He said, you guys are better than just rules and regulations. I'm going to come and put skin on 
The same God that breathed the universe and all the stars came and put on skin and said, I want to be with you guys. I want to be right here with you. I want to feel what you feel and see what you see. And then he didn't leave us without a comforter and a helper, Roberto. <laughs> but he's with us. He's alive. He is real. This is God reality. Um, align your mind with the Spirit. When you were born again, it was quick, but it changed. But, but changing how you see yourself takes time. Good news. Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, the helper, is committed to walking with you through this process. Isaiah 32, 16 says, Then justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness, this is his righteousness, remain in the fruitful field. The work of righteousness will be peace, and the effects of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. This is confidence. Excuse me. This is the confidence we have. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in a quiet resting place. Peace with God means peace with myself, which means peace with others. Peace inside leads to peace outside. You have to know that you're righteous in Christ before you can share that righteousness with other people. Before you're at peace with yourself, you need to be. You realize that you need to be at peace with God first, and then you can be at peace with other people. We, then we can't jump like we talked about a few weeks ago from seeing all these miracles that we see and being like the disciples and locking yourselves in a room. We go from seeing Delia Knox walking after 23 years of being crippled, and then we go to work and get offended, and like our whole lives are all over. I mean, how quickly we, we, we can be fickle sometimes. What we do in renewing our mind is we agree with what's going on in our spirit, and we renew our mind with it. The metanoia, the, the repentance, is agreeing with what God says about me and then sharing that. It's really simple. We've overcomplicated it. Um, how might the world be different if we were confident instead of insecure? Now, I'm going to go through several uh, verses in Hebrews kind of quickly. It's Hebrews 4, and then I'll go to 10. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 10.19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus... Hebrews 10.35 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Was Jesus enough? Was his sacrifice enough? Either it was or it wasn't. If we can't nail that down, you can't, you can't move forward. 1 Peter 1.23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Did you hear that? Through the word of God, which gives and abides, how long? Forever. Webster's, Webster's definition of incorruptible is not subject to death, decay, or corruption. Literally, everlasting. You were, when you were born again, it was from an incorruptible seed. Can anyone reverse what Christ did? Who is, who is greater than him? Who is more powerful than him? Isaiah 54, 14 says, In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, you shall, you, for you shall not fear... And from terror, for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Then we'll skip 16 down to 17. It says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, even your own. Think about this. 
Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. That's you. And their righteousness is from where? From me, says the Lord. That's where our righteousness is found. So I was going to ask you again, but most of you raised your hand. Are you righteous? You are righteous. If you're born again, you're righteous with incorruptible seed right now. Now get out there and, <laughs> and do something with it. There's confidence that says that we will reward, we have rewards in that confidence because we know who we are and we're confident when we go, we're confident in our confidence. So when we go out there and we speak to people, it's not because we're, we're, we're arrogant. Now we'll get into that next week. I wanted to get into it, but I know I don't have time. But there's an arrogance that can come. There's fruit that can come from being arrogant in our righteousness, thinking that it's about us. But that's not what I'm talking about. I don't want to get off topic. But a righteousness that's found in Christ that boasts in him can, can radically change people's lives. Guess what? You're not out there by yourself. He sent a helper. Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> Roberto. He sent a helper that's with us to be with us. Listen, how many of you guys forget sometimes that you have a helper with you? I'm being honest. Sometimes we forget. Does that change the fact that we have a helper with us? No. Do I change the truth? Can I adjust what's true? No. We discover the truth about us. Guess what? Because we are created. So as we renew our minds and we see who we are, we, we grow in boldness. And so we begin to minister to people as we volunteer for some of these things that we're, we're going to have set up to go out and minister outside these doors. And we'll have opportunities even inside to minister to the people inside this church, which we're already working behind the scenes to do. You will be bold in it, not arrogant, but you'll be bold knowing that you carry a righteousness not of your own merit, but of the merit of Christ who died for you. I, 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 can't, I can't say it enough. <laughs> because I learned the wrong way, and I've had to unlearn that after I got saved. I learned a lot of the wrong ways of, of being self-righteous and, and being, having much, much condemnation on every, and, and ridicule on every little thing that I did. And it, it took me a while to unlearn that. So um, it, it takes us a while to unlearn um, what the world tells us right? For us to see what the Holy Spirit tells us and to listen to Him. So I want to pray for you guys, and this is important because I want you guys to be um, spirit aware in everything that you do, not just on Sunday mornings because that's, that's, that's not enough. Every day, every decision, every person you come in contact with, we need to be aware of the Holy Spirit that is with us and the power that we have. So you guys stand up with me. I'm, I'm going to pray for you guys. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for your reality, God reality, Zoe life that you breathe in us. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that you sent, that we don't, we don't have to uh, question every little thing that we do because it's not about us, but it's about you. So we, we, I pray for everyone here that we do steep our lives on God reality. Father, as we leave this place, when we, when we, when we, uh, when we go out to eat and we, we tip the waitress, Father, that we pray about that. We pray about how we should bless them. Father, I pray that when we go to the grocery store, Father, we pray about what we should do there. Not just monetarily, Father, but when we see someone hurting and, and, and the Holy Spirit begins to move us and our heart begins to move fast, we go, okay, I don't want to embarrass myself or embarrass them, but this is the Holy Spirit. I want us to recognize that. This is you. This is the Holy Spirit that's prompting me to do something to love. It's not embarrassing to love people. It's not scary to love people. And that's what he's called us to do. This is the reality that we're in. Father, keep our eyes open to your reality, to your spirit in this life. Father, keep us focused on your kingdom and what you've done. And Father, take the focus away from our self-awareness, Father, that we don't, 
we, we, we wake up every morning, we don't, even, we don't even think about how we can keep from sinning or we can not do the bad things, Father, because we're so consumed with what you have for us because it's so much better than everything else that the world has to offer. Father, we don't avoid sin, but we seek out your purpose and your life and your righteousness in us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. And thank you for your Holy Spirit in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.